0: So much for joining us, and we has been a very busy two hours of news. More coverage on the breaking stories coming up in our primetime shows. But first, we turn it over to the Hill. It is the first major milestone in the 2024 presidential cycle, but the former president Donald Trump says he's got better things to do. So who needs tonight the most? We are live from Milwaukee in moments ahead of the first. Republican debate. Plus, he tried to march troops across Russia and today his plane was shot out of the sky. A former ally turned foe of Vladimir Putin apparently dead. And now President Biden is weighing in. Plus, should you feel bad for millionaires? Why many of the wealthiest say they're not all that thrilled with their bank accounts. The Hill on News Nation starts right now. All right. Thanks for joining us uh, here on The Hill once again. I am Blake Berman, joined today by Bob Cusack, editor-in-chief of The Hill. Leanne Caldwell is the co-author of The Washington Post's Early 202 and anchor of Washington Post Live. Scott Bolden is the former D.C. Democratic Party chairman and legal analyst. And Denise Gitsom is a Republican strategist and former aide to George W. Bush. Hello to you all. Um, you got dinner plans tonight or you got the, the calendar clear for somewhere between 9 and 11 o'clock? Uh, big debate, obviously. First one of the Republican presidential cycle. Who are you watching? Who are you looking for?
1: I mean, I'm a no-brainer, right? I'm Team Tim all the way. Look, Tim's a triple threat. He's got more cash in hand than any other candidate except for Trump. He's got a personal story that resonates with more than the base. And he's got an optimistic vision that I think captures the essence of who he is, which is faith in God and faith in Americans.
0: Doesn't have the polling, though, but tonight could potentially change that or send it in
1: another direction. (laughs) Scott?
2: I think Tim Scott and Nikki Haley are the ones to watch. They've got great resumes. They've got strong GOP credentials, conservative credentials, but they haven't moved in the polls. They're somewhere between 3 and 5%. Not sure why they're not. It's a crowded field. Of course, n- nobody's catching Trump. But those are the two to watch because they've got to break away from that group of what I call Donald Trumpettes. Leanne, who you got your eye on?
3: Yeah. So every single Republican I've talked to for the past week says this is make or break tonight for Ron DeSantis. One Republican told me yesterday that if if Ron DeSantis does not have a good night, the small donors will start to flee tomorrow. We know he's had a big problem recently with big dollar donors. And so this is going to be a really important night for Ron DeSantis.
4: I think you got to look at the brawler. These things are brawled. I think Tim Scott and Nikki Haley are very good. Are they fighters, though? Mm-hmm. Now, I think you got to be a little negative. So look at Chris Christie. He's a brawler. He's plain spoken. He's doing well in New Hampshire. Don't think he has a path to nomination, but I think he's a very good debater. And he's fearless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's go out now to the site of the first 2024
0: Republican presidential primary debate with us to discuss Chris Thierwald, News Nation political editor. Sean Spicer, of course, a former Trump White House press secretary and News Nation contributor. And Johanna Mosca, former Obama official and News Nation contributor. Hello to you all. Uh, first debate tonight, obviously, pretty big moment, but no Donald Trump. Is that a mistake on his part? Chris,
5: we'll start with you. Well, I think it's a, it's a more cautious play, and he can afford to make a more cautious play right now. Uh, If you're that far ahead, if you're doubling up the competition or more, uh, you can afford to be cautious. Uh, We'll see where it goes from here, and we'll see if anybody can break out tonight. We'll know in hindsight. Yeah. Sean, what does a debate without Donald Trump look like? You were at all of
0: these things in 2016. Um, What what do you think tonight looks like?
6: Look, he's not physically here, but his presence is everywhere. He's going to be on the debate stage. just not. I mean, the moderators, the candidates... They're going to talk about And the question is how much. I've said this before and I'll reiterate it. I think it's a mistake to focus on Trump. Right now, if you were on that debate stage, several of them got on through gimmicks and figuring out how to, you know, this is their first introduction to a huge, huge swath of the Republican voters. Focus on why you're the best person to beat Joe Biden. Focus why you actually have a campaign worth taking a look at. But going after Trump when 50 plus percent of the Republican base is with him is not the smart strategy. If you're at 2 percent, your goal is to get 4 or 5 percent not to try to swing a home run. You need singles right now to get you to that debate on September 27th in Simi Valley at the Reagan Library. The media uh, narrative is much different than I think what the campaign strategists are telling their folks. I I agree. Look, I think that DeSantis has the most to lose tonight. But my prediction is that that memo was a head fake and DeSantis comes out swinging.
0: Interesting. Uh, Johanna, you agree with Sean there?
7: Well, I'm going to continue the sports analogy. It's like we're entering March Madness of politics. And the thing is, people root for the underdogs, Sean. So I totally agree. At this moment, Trump, like Chris said, doesn't need to be there. People know who he is, but they're going to get to know the candidates in a way that they haven't gotten to know the other candidates. So I think it's to each one of their credit. And I think at this point, um, you know, those underdogs could gain some steam and let's hope that they do.
0: All right, Chris, uh, four people who you are specifically keeping your eye on tonight. Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, and Tim Scott, we'll go one by one real quick. Ron DeSantis,
5: why? Uh, my, my watchword for Ron DeSantis is he needs the presidential seal. Uh, voters make up their minds not based on what people say. Campaigns spend a lot of time thinking about, well, then what if he says this and then I'll say that. Not saying that's not important, but it is the intangibles. Ron DeSantis has been given a gift by Donald Trump. He gets to be at the center of this stage and he gets to be for now ahead of everybody else on the stage in the polls he's got to Vivek show Ra- presidential bearing he's got to he's got to show that he can do it
0: Vivek Ramaswamy
5: Okay, we saw him in our News Nation town hall. Uh, he's glib, he's quick, he's smart, he can pivot, he knows a million things. He's got to live up to the old West Virginia axiom they don't know how much, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. He's got to find moments of connection and he's got to try to show an authentic self and not just be a guy with a bunch of pat answers.
0: All right, so to, to continue with the sports analogy, we'll take the, take the full time out the minute here uh sean johanna because when you look at the stage tonight ron desantis vivek ramaswamy those are the two main challengers right now I, I, you know um sean i almost wonder it, does this become you mentioned simi valley from last year or last go around that was when carly fiorina a tech executive like vivek ramaswamy was starting to rise she was in double digits and the others went after her at that debate is that what we're going to see tonight you, you think as it relates to vivek ramaswamy
6: as he rises I don't know. I mean, look. I think you remember. I think Chris said a good word: authenticity. Tonight, you're gonna to have a lot of co- a lot of folks come with rehearsed talking points. That the voters will smell right through there. The big moment in that sh- first debate in 2015 in Cleveland was when Donald Trump looked at that at that question that Megyn Kelly posed to him, and goes just Rosie O'Donnell, and it won the crowd over. It showed he was authentic. He wasn't scripted. It was funny. The question is, who tonight has that moment? That moment, I believe, is better directed towards Joe Biden, uh, whether it's on immigration or woke capital, something like that. But I think if they come across scripted, they're going to get pushed to the side. I I don't know, but I think that you're right to focus on DeSantis, Ravaswami, I think potentially Haley. But that's it. And the one last thing I'll say, and Scott, Scott mentioned this a little, mechanics matter. This is a debate. At the end of the day, especially in Iowa, where it's an organizing state, you can't just have a debate and do well and throw out a couple lines because eight candidates across, what, 50 minutes? 50 plus 52 hours 100 minutes of time is not going to win over a ton of people this is way early in the process mechanics matter in terms of both new hampshire and iowa so this is a chance for the guys at one two three percent to pick up a little momentum right. rise to three four that's it don't expect a lot coming out of this debate i give your trump impression about an eight and a half
0: out of ten sean that wasn't that bad i don't know if you agree with that grade, but it was, it was pretty good not bad i like it uh, johanna we'll get okay, to you, you. In, in, a, in a second um but Chris, Chris Christie and Tim Scott, the other two you're looking at, why?
5: So Chris Christie has got so much on the line here. His whole strategy has been around this, and he's here to be an attack dog. He says he's going to attack Trump, not on stage. That could really backfire if he doesn't show that he has a heart and he has compassion. So he's got to have a heart. He's got to show that. For Tim Scott, what's the test? Get some time on the clock because he does not want to be in there fighting and attacking because he's trying to elevate. He's trying to be everybody's second choice. And it's a good strategy, but it's not a good strategy for getting talk time in a debate. He's going to have to find a way to elbow his way into the conversation in these tight tight pivots without losing his brand of being cool and being friendly and being optimistic. Johanna, last word to you.
7: Well, and to Sean's point, a lot of them do come with pre-baked Uh, lines that they, you know, Kamala Harris came with a pre-baked line to one of the debates and she had t-shirts printed. That doesn't fly very well. So hopefully they do find their authentic self. The one point on Chris is, uh, you know, those who are at the center of this debate stage right now are the ones who are most dogmatic and most polarizing to independent voters. And I think that's the trouble, right, for Republicans is the candidates, Chris Christie and Tim Scott, that stand to really have the strongest chance against Democrats in the fall right now have to try to get in this debate and we'll see whether they do hey Blake
6: yeah, go for it. Like Sean. the one thing I would just say that we haven't talked about, that the, the X factor. How does Fox News and how do those debate moderators do? How much focus do they put on Donald Trump? How does the Republican base react to Fox? Because Tucker is counterprogramming this with Donald Trump yeah. tonight. So I think Fox has a lot on the line, too. They're the sort of maybe not a candidate, but there's a lot of credibility with Fox after that last cycle about where Republican voters think of them and their moderators. Yeah, certainly a lot on the line for them and the base, et, et cetera. Uh, Going to be an interesting night.
0: Chris Steierwald, Sean Spicer, Johanna Mosca, thank you all for the time. Appreciate it. Have fun out there. You bet. Yep. All right. Well, as Donald Trump, uh, as we mentioned and talked about, sits out the debate tonight, he is preparing to grab the spotlight again tomorrow, slated to turn himself into authorities in Georgia to be arrested and processed. Meantime, uh, the former president's former attorney, Rudy Giuliani, arrived at the Fulton County Jail this afternoon to be booked, and he spoke afterwards.
4: I'm being prosecuted well, guys, for guys, defending up. an American citizen who
2: uh, I do as a lawyer. And five other lawyers are indicted. That should tell you right away that this is a, an assault on our Constitution.
0: So far, eight of Trump's co-defendants have been processed and released there in the state of Georgia. Around the table, back in the studio, we go. The, the spectacle tonight. And then, oh, look at what happens. It's a Trump spectacle again tomorrow, which is what we've seen, how this normally plays out uh, over time.
4: Uh, Very shrewd, very smart. And Trump is going to, I don't know if he's going to dominate tonight. He might. He's going to dominate the week, though. By the end of the week, we're still going to be talking about Trump.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and Donald Trump is the best at anyone at gaining attention and sucking all the air out of the room. His campaign admits that their legal strategy is the same as their political strategy, so he's not at the debate tonight. He's going to, like you said, gain all the attention tomorrow, and what's really interesting about the debate tonight, when you look at recent polling, there's an NBC News poll, the Washington Post had some polling out today. that. The only Republican candidates who are underwater among Republican voters are the ones who are attacking Donald Trump it's like you have Christie, Mike Pence, like
0: Pence heard and
3: Hutchinson. Yeah. And so it's really fascinating how much Trump is still dominating this entire Republican primary despite his legal challenges.
0: On the legal front, what happens now? Cuz there are now four simultaneous cases. Yeah. At federal and state levels. We we were like anticipating this moment. Yeah. And here we are.
2: (laughs) Right here on this show, actually. Uh, It's going to be a scheduling nightmare. The criminal justice system is not going to wait on politics or the presidential nomination. The criminal, the the judges, state and federal, may uh, make some level of accommodation. But what is controlling Donald Trump right now, despite the political bravado, is this criminal justice system. And the weight of those 91 federal charges juxtaposed with winning the nomination nomination or even continuing to run is going to be a huge heavyweight on his defense. And right now, every evening, he's thinking about his liberty. He may be talking about the presidential politics and nomination, but it's a sugar high almost because the criminal justice system is going to come down on him when these cases start to be tried in January, May of next year. I think
0: there was a, no, go for it, Denise.
1: I was just going to say, no matter, how, this is why everyone still has some hope and is interested in That's watching good this point. debate. Good I point. mean, there is a real possibility that Donald Trump could fall from even further from grace mm-hmm. and could end up in a lot of legal trouble. And so I think everyone up there has to do what Sean Spicer said, which is they have to give it their best shot and make their case to the American people. I wouldn't waste a second going after Donald Trump because the criminal justice system will take care of that.
2: And he may not be there. That's what what you're saying. He may not be there through the primary process.
0: Headline in The Hill uh, yesterday, quote, Witness in Trump classified documents case retracted prior false testimony, uh, DOJ, Department of Justice, says. Scott, the the basis here is there was someone from Mar-a-Lago who was being represented by an attorney who represents the other co-defendants, and now there's a new attorney. And now they've retracted their testimony, and it, it's bad news, apparently, for, for Donald Trump. Explain why, and did Jack Smith essentially get someone to flip here?
2: Yes, he got someone to flip. Uh, the birds and co-defendants are the only two groups of people, if you can say bird, is to people, that are singing right now, and you should be listening to what they're <laughs> singing. Now, he's going to be subject to cross-examination by Trump's lawyers, defense lawyers, of course, but this is a huge win for Jack Smith because he's got corroboration now in a witness that can point to the other two co-defendants and Donald Trump as a co-defendant as having tried to destroy and obstruct... Not only uh, justice, but destroy evidence subsequent to getting a subpoena, a criminal subpoena. That is huge, and it's really bad evidence against Donald Trump and the other co-defendants in Jack's federal case in regard to uh, uh, the documents. All right, so that's the Republican debate. That's the legal troubles for the leading
0: contender. There's the other side of the aisle, too, by the way. <laughs> and that, of course, is Democrats. Republicans not the only ones spreading their message today in Milwaukee. The Biden campaign and the Democratic Party, officials from uh, the DNC, also in Wisconsin as well. They want to make sure there is a rebuttal to the Republican attacks tonight on President Biden, assuming that will most likely happen. One of those officials is Amar Musa, National Press Secretary for the Democratic National Committee. Amar, thank you for being here uh, on the Hill. First time on, appreciate the time. So you're you're there in Milwaukee, uh big Republican debate tonight as we know as we've been talking about. Why aren't there any debates on your side of the
8: aisle? Well, well thanks for having me, Blake. I appreciate it. Um, as you know, Blake, there's never been a there's never been a party committee that's hosted a debate for an incumbent and we're going to stick with that tradition. As, a pres- as the DNC voted on in a resolution in February, we stand with President Biden. We support President Biden, and we're all in on getting him reelected. And we're looking forward to watching what is guaranteed to be a clown show tonight. And I think the rest of the American people are going to watch a Republican Party that's wildly out of step with with where they're at. A clown show is how you describe it, huh? Why? I mean, I think what we're go- what Americans are going to see, and what we've been seeing over the last few months, are Republicans are going to be arguing about issues that they're just too extreme on, whether they're talking about passing a national abortion ban or cutting Social Security and Medicare or passing tax cuts for the wealthy that ships jobs overseas, which Wisconsin has been the, been ground zero for. I think everybody remembers in 2018 when Donald Trump promised just 30 minutes away from here that the Foxconn factory, that was going to bring 13,000 jobs to Wisconsin. I don't know if you've seen the news recently, but Foxconn is actually selling assets and has downsized their plans to be here in Wisconsin. And actually only the jobs that are in Wisconsin, thanks to Foxconn, are are due to President Biden and Democrats passing the Inflation Reduction Act. So I think Republicans have proven time and time again over the last few months that they're just out of step with where the American people are. So let me
0: ask you, you say, you describe this as a clown show, you you say uh, Republicans are out of step with the American people. But poll after poll after poll, Amar recently shows, when you put Donald Trump next to Joe Biden in a heads-up matchup nationally, it's essentially a coin flip. Why is that the case?
8: Well, I would I've done a few campaigns in my time and I've known not to ride the polar coaster anymore. But what I do know is that It's August of 2023, and I wouldn't put a lot of stock into polls. I don't think the American people are tuned into presidential politics. It's summer. There's been a lot happening. And I think that the American people are rightfully just kind of tired of what has been a very supercharged environment over the last few years. So what I think, I I wouldn't put too much stock into the polls, but I I will highlight what we're going to be running on going into 2024. And if Donald Trump ends up being the nominee, which it looks like he will be, we have a really, really, really strong case to make. Where Democrats have delivered, President Biden and Dem- Democrats have delivered on, quite frankly, a lot of the promises that Donald Trump failed to deliver on. Whether it's capping prescription drug prices, or right. capping insulin prices, or bringing manufacturing jobs back to America. So I feel confident that when Americans tune in to the race, probably this time next year, we have a we have a very positive and affirmative case to make.
0: Hey, Amar, I got to run, but uh, before I do, of course, one of the big headlines tonight, Donald Trump not there. When it gets to the general, is, is, the, Biden admitted, is the Biden campaign committed to having <coughs> President Biden debate in all three of the presidential debates?
8: I honestly, to be honest with you, Blake, we haven't had a single conversation about general election debates on the Biden campaign at any level. So I think we'll see what happens going forward. But I think we're all looking forward to watching tonight's debate. Got it. <laughs> all right. Amar Moussa, thank you, sir.
0: Hope we have you on on back here. Thanks, on for, the Hill. Thanks for the time. Yep, of course. All right. Back over to the panel. You heard. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: it doesn't surprise me.
0: What was she whispering?
1: Well, oh. I don't think you even heard. Don't repeat it. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all that Democrats are avoiding the biggest issue for Biden, which is his. Horrific, embarrassing uh. performance on the economy. It's the number one issue that Americans across the board are concerned about. And he has to run from that issue. Even though he's tried to confront it, it didn't work. People, Your pocketbook, your bank account doesn't lie. And how people feel is how they feel, regardless of how you try to gaslight them into thinking that it's better than it actually is. And so until Democrats actually deal with the most pressing issue that Americans are confronting every single time they go to the grocery store, they put gas in their car... He's not going to win on that issue, and that's why he's going to lose in
2: general. Denise is off base, of course. Oh. I, of course, I disagree with her. Make your case. I mean, here, here, here's the deal they may not be feeling it, but we're a long way from the presidential election. And the Biden administration, whether it's the Anti the, the Inflation Act, the infrastructure deal, employment is 3%, the lowest it's ever been in, in 50 plus years. Manufacturing jobs are up, inflation, high. Not where we were, but it's going down. Yeah, but you, 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 know, you know the polling. Yeah, I know Americans the polling. Americans not do not like the economy. It, but okay. it, it, they may not like the economy. But in some polls, you ask them, well, how's your money compared to a year or two ago? And many of those polls, not all, but many of them say, my money's fine, and they're either better or they're well, comfortable with their financial position. we get into, into that
0: later in the show. I'll t- Leanne, Bob, I'll tell you where my radar went up uh, as a reporter when he said, don't worry about the polls. We, we, don't, we don't worry about the polls, it's a long time out. But that's the question, right? If you describe this as a clown show, if you, if you think you're on, on, on good standing with policy, why is this a coin flip? And the answer was, don't worry about the polls.
3: Well, I will say, okay, he's right in part because those are national polls and really the presidential election comes Stay down low. to like yeah. four or five states. Right, exactly. And so those polls do matter more than what the country thinks nationally speaking. But absolutely, the Democrats know and President Biden knows that the economy is something that they have to do a lot of work in convincing Americans that they are better on the economy than Republicans and whoever the Republican nominee is, even Donald Trump. Yeah. But if Donald Trump's a nominee, that is also the fear of some Republicans, right. that he's going, going well there to distract from any sort of economic issue that Republicans want to make.
4: I think Democrats are a little too uh, overconfident. A little, yeah, you a think long so? Way off. Those numbers are not that good. I, mean, it's squint- gotta, quint- I
2: quint- might quint- be in that quint- category. Category. <laughs>
4: You got to be paranoid. I, you, I, I, I looked think think at the last ready,
2: whether I, he's indi- whether he's convicted or not. I don't think America's ready to reelect Donald Trump facing 91. I, I looked at the last okay. six
0: polls, heads up uh, nationally. Five out of the six were in margin of error territory. If you told Democrats that a year ago with Donald Trump, they would have said no way. Right. here we are. All right, coming up next, he turned on Vladimir Putin, and today, did you see this? His plane came crashing down over Russian airspace. Yevgeny Prigozhin. President Biden, just a little while ago, asked about this. The plane that fell from the sky in Russia. So what is President Biden saying? That's coming up on The Hill as News Nation returns.
1: Congressman has his say. Live tomorrow on Dan Abrams Live. Still a long time away.
0: All right, welcome back to the Hill on News Nation. You are looking at right now video reportedly showing the scene of a plane crash just north of Moscow. Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the passenger list for that plane. He is the leader of the Wagner Group, which is an orchestra which orchestrated a failed mutiny in Russia earlier this summer. All 10 people aboard that plane right there falling from the sky, of course, have been killed. Prigozhin presumed to be dead as well. Here is how President Biden reacted when asked earlier today.
8: I don't know for a fact what happened, but I am not
0: surprised I don't know for a fact what happened you know' it was interesting the president had warned earlier this summer Prigozhin better be careful about what he eats mm. <laughs> and then we saw today that that plane falling out of the sky what's next as it relates to 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 Russia and the war in Ukraine. And, like, where where does this go from here?
4: Well, it's going to be interesting to see how Putin reacts and whether he takes credit for this, basically. Uh, I don't think it changes that much for the war, though. I mean, the war is going to be in a quagmire at least until the spring, at least uh, according to experts. So I I think the debate of whether we should continue to give them more money is going to continue. You mentioned debate. This is going to come up, I
0: would think, tonight uh, in the Republican presidential debate. And here's why. If we could put the numbers up on the screen Something like when asked uh, about additional funding going forward, and Leanne, you know that this is going to be a big issue coming up here later this summer. 55% of the American public says we should not give additional funding for the war in Ukraine. 45% says yes, so that's a majority no. And when you break this down along party lines, it's something like two-thirds of Republicans say no, but... There's a split here in the Republican among the presidential candidates as to what exactly to do going forward.
3: There's a split among presidential candidates. There's a split among Republicans in Congress as well. And so it's absolutely kind of this defining moment right now about where the where the party is going to head. Um, there's a tension in the party right now between kind of the interventionist or, you know, the, the more traditional Republican to be involved, and then those who want to pull back. It's going to be interesting to see what the presidential candidates say yep. tonight and w- uh, what, what line they draw. And this is definitely bleeding over into what's happening on Capitol Hill, too.
4: Mike
0: Pence and Chris Christie, Denise, have gone to Ukraine. And then you've got other Republicans. Uh, be, I mean, Donald Trump's saying with the withhold congressional funding unless you look into the bidens that's the other side of the spectrum here so it's a, it's a wide it's a wide range among the republican party
1: yeah and senator scott has probably one of the the voices on the other side of that debate sort of holding the line because he, well you are a tim
0: scott supporter. yeah i mean uh, <laughs> you bring it back to tim I scott i do i mean <laughs> only because
1: I, I think that like we are always talking about how there's this unholy alliance a new axis of evil and it's north korea russia and china yeah And then we have an opportunity to shed no American blood and funnel money into a country, into a proxy war against Russia, which... Maybe a bad word for some people, but to me, that seems like kind of a win. I mean, it seems like we're just printing money anyway under Biden. The problem is that people, (laughs) the problem is that I just think the Biden administration and honestly, even the people who are for the war, funding this war through Ukraine, have not done a good job of selling it to the American people. And so they've just got to get better on their talking points.
2: Yeah, not much of a connection and you've got to make that connection. You're spending billions of dollars of American taxpayer dollars. And the other thing is this. What is the game plan? This this surge we saw started two or three months ago, and it's not gone well. Well, And can you ultimately push Russia out past Crimea and win that war? This is among the many. Yeah,
0: this is among the many questions. And at what point do you? Do you start, you know, pulling back the yeah. the, the money
2: printing machine? Well, if you pull, printing and the, the risk is if you pull back the money, Russia is going to win this war. And so I think that political, that sure. political divide is real, but it's got to be resolved and you've got to tell a better story as to why we should keep investing. All right, coming up. She is one of President Trump's biggest supporters. And there are questions about
0: her own political aspirations, perhaps a, a VP post, maybe. We'll speak with Carrie Lake live from Milwaukee. That's coming up here on the Hill on News Nation. Thanks. Welcome back to the Hill on News Nation. The Republican frontrunner, the former President Donald Trump, will not, as you know, be a participant at tonight's GOP primary debate, but he still has plenty of surrogates planning to be at the event in Milwaukee tonight. One of them is the former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, and she joins us live from Milwaukee. Carrie, thank you for being here. Um, I know you got a lot going on. There's a debate tonight. I also hear it's your birthday too. So happy birthday to Carrie yes. Lake. Yes.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I'd, um, I'd rather concentrate on politics than another okay, birthday. Okay. There you but, go. Um, there you go. Happy to be I, uh, alive and breathing.
0: There you go. Um, I know you're there supporting Donald Trump, but I want to. Start with some comments that were made uh, by Congressman Chip Roy when he was on News Nation earlier today, a supporter of the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. I'll get your reaction on the other side.
7: And you know what? You know what I think leadership is? Actually showing up to the debate. And Ron DeSantis is here, and he's going to be pointed at by everybody else on that stage while someone else is hiding in the basement.
8: Things
0: are starting to get a little chippy there, Carrie. What would your response be?
9: Wow. I think that President Trump has shown up when when he was involved in in 2015 running in 2016 he showed up and it was a it was a KO knockout of 18 other candidates. But this time is different. He's already proven himself. He's 54 points ahead of these guys. It's like Babe Ruth showing up at a T-ball game. It doesn't make sense. It's not needed. And I know for a fact he will show up and debate The person he's running against which is joe biden he'll show up any day any time any hour to debate joe biden if joe biden's able to even handle himself in a debate
0: okay that's interesting that you say that carrie because i want to bring up a tweet that you uh sent out earlier today or an x whatever it's called these days um you you posted the following why would president trump sit at the kids table when he already has a seat at the biggest table in the world trump has nothing more to prove I just heard you say that he will that's right. uh, show up in a general election debate, as, assuming he gets there. Um, you have that on good authority that that's but, indeed
9: the case? I believe he will. I absolutely know if, if Joe Biden wanted to debate President Trump today, he would show up and debate Joe Biden. We're already in the general election. Let's face the facts, folks. Like I said, this is the T-ball team. This is the D-list team. Some nice people, I'm sure, are involved in there, but they're not going to be... They're not going to be able to topple a 54-point lead with President Trump. This is a, a job interview, and President Trump has already proven he can do the job. He proved it over four years' time when he gave us the greatest economy of my lifetime. Everybody was doing better under President Trump, Democrats, independents, and Republicans alike. We were in solid footing on a world stage. He was ending these endless wars. He brought us the Abraham Accords, peace in the Middle East. They told us we could never have peace in the Middle East. President Trump brought us peace in the Middle East. You know, Ke- Keri, he toppled about, uh, you, ISIS and he secured the border. You talk about
0: the kids' table. Here was a statement from the official Trump campaign today. Quote, tonight's Republican undercard event shouldn't even be called a debate, but rather an audition to be part of President Trump's team in his second term. You're there right now uh, on behalf of him. When you when you blow out those birthday candles tonight, Carrie, are you going to wish for a, a vice presidential spot? Is that part of the ambition?
9: You know what I'm wishing for? I'm really wishing um, to get our country back. I'm, I'm wishing that people wake up and realize that we're um, we're in a really perilous position right now with our country, and we have an opportunity to elect the greatest president in American history, President Donald J. Trump, to get back in office, enact his Agenda 47, which will turn all of this disastrous, okay. uh, nightmarish conditions that Joe Biden has inflicted on us around, and turn this country around by sealing the border, securing the border, bringing back law and order and safety on our streets, giving parental rights back to parents where they belong, and most importantly, stopping this steady drumbeat of war that is leading us straight I, into I World War II. i, didn't I'm, I'm, I'm I, I didn't necessarily hear an answer,
0: I didn't necessarily hear an answer there. Are you not interested <laughs> uh, in, in, a, in a VP slot? Well, I,
9: I'm, I'm all about... I'm all about the here and now and the here and now is we need to make sure that we are able to defeat Joe Biden, which I know I just saw some polling showing President Trump. I think it was three or four or five percent in a general election poll beating Joe Biden. And I want to do anything I can to help President Trump. I'm a mother with two children. I hope to have grandchildren someday. I want my kids to have the freedoms I had. And I know President Trump will do that. I'll do anything I can to help him get reelected. But I think he'll probably make a choice for VP. In a year. And when he does, he's a smart, he's an, an incredibly intelligent man. So, he'll look at the playing so field you, and he'll say, where do I need there, help? There's also... And when also he decides the, I, I gotta, who he wants, carry, I, gotta, I will vote carry, for that I person. Ru-
0: I don't mean to cut you off, i got to run, but there's also the chance that you, know, that you could run for Senate. Will you make that decision by the end of the year?
9: I will make that decision by the end of the year, yes. I'm seriously considering we need a senator in Arizona who will put the people of Arizona first, who will put America first, who's not a leftist who votes with Joe Biden 93 to 100 percent of the time. And I think Arizona is ready for that.
0: Carrie Lake uh, joining us live in Milwaukee ahead of the first Republican debate. Thanks again for the time. Come on back.
4: Appreciate it.
9: Thank you so much. Thank you. You got it.
4: Uh, I think a little bit of news there. A little there. bit of news yeah, there, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure Mitch McConnell will be sending her a Christmas card and <laughs> please don't run for the Senate uh, because he's not a fan. Uh, she, she and others who are Trump allies, and we know the relationship between Trump and McConnell is not good. It's happening at the recruiting level. We saw that the last cycle. Republicans do not want her to run for the Senate, but maybe she will.
0: What is the VP dance that has to, what, what does that look like, right? Because if she makes a decision by the end of the year, but she thinks that Trump, uh, Donald right. Trump will make a decision next year, it's like, yeah, if, I, if, if you think you got a realistic shot, like, what do you do?
3: Yeah, I actually don't know what she's going to do, because that timeline doesn't really work out, because that would really be a problem for Senate Republicans if she decides not to, to drop out to be the vice president. But there's a vice presidential Uh, dance happening as we speak, not just with Carrie Lake, Elise Stefanik, other people, people who are going to be on that debate stage tonight. Yeah, lots of unknown factors. Yeah,
0: And it's all hypothetical for now, but tonight it doesn't start, but it's certainly like a milestone coming out of the gate with the first Republican debate. All right, coming up, how much money do millionaires actually need not to survive, rather to feel good about their own bank accounts? There are new numbers that are out and what it says about the economy right now. That's coming up on the other side of the break.
7: When you're diagnosed with
1: Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, you just want to feel better. Steroids help get my symptoms under control, but they come with problems and long-term risks. I need to look out for my future health. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation changed everything. They encouraged me to take action and even helped me find a specialist. We now have a plan that works for today and tomorrow. Don't put off finding an answer. Spill Your Guts. Learn more at SpillYourGuts.org.
8: In mid-2017, we received the news that nobody wants to hear, your child has cancer. St. Jude made us feel that everything was going to be all right It's like an army of people working together, following the same dream, which is getting a 100% success rate for curing childhood cancer.
7: Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org run the army's race in
5: person at the pentagon army 10 miler general registration is now open go to army10miler.com to register now and save price goes up on september 1st general registration presented by general dynamics meet keith loving dad board game champ bus driving pro
2: i drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year if people knew what i know lives could be saved Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound bus. It's It's our roads. roads. It's It's our our safety. safety. Visit
5: www.sharetheroadsafely.gov.
2: Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Dan Abrams, and this is America's Source for engaging and unbiased news.
3: A message from Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. I
2: came to Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous overweight and depressed. I was dieting, binging, stealing food, and lying about it for years.
3: For help, call 781-932-6300 or visit foodaddicts.org. I knew I had a weight problem. I didn't know I was addicted to food. The F.A. program gave me a healthy body. I'm free from obsessing about my weight or food. Call F.A. 781-932-6300 or visit us on our website at foodaddicts.org.
2: I thought it was a rash, but my doctor said it was a tick bite. Ticks can spread
5: Lyme disease and other illnesses leading to chronic health issues.
6: My brother was always having
4: asthma flare-ups. A roach problem at home was causing it.
5: Allergens left behind by roaches and rodents are a major driver of asthma attacks.
4: When I had a fever and body aches, I never
8: thought it was West Nile virus.
5: Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can spread serious diseases. Get the facts at PestWorld.org. A public service message brought to you by the National Pest Management Association.
7: Babes, what are you doing? What? What? I'm just mowing the lawn. No, it's blazing hot and dry out here. Don't you remember? Smokey Bear says...
5: Avoid using power equipment when it's windy or dry. Where'd you learn this?
2: Oh, it's on...
5: SmokeyBear.com, with many other wildfire prevention tips.
2: Right. Thanks, honey bear.
5: Because remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Coming to the CW... The show The Pros Watch is now for everyone.
7: The pass rush is what we want.
5: Inside the NFL, season premiere Tuesday, September 5th on the CW.
0: Okay, so there is a recent survey out from Bloomberg. It shows Americans no longer feel financially secure. Nearly 25% of those making at least $175,000 a year describe themselves as very poor. And getting by, we're talking 175000 bucks. a quarter say very poor. And an even greater proportion of Americans making at least that much view themselves as comfortable. And roughly 25% feel rich or very rich. Meantime, a separate poll from Edelman Financial Engines finds a majority of the affluent, which they describe in this uh, case as uh, assets between $500,000 and $3 million. They do not feel wealthy, while only 29% do consider themselves as wealthy, look at those numbers on your screen there over to the panel scott you're you're suspicious of this i i i don't I think it makes perfect sense. I, I want my GOP friend here to blame <laughs> Biden for those numbers. <laughs> well, look, it's an issue. It's Just an issue give me for a a second. Like, <laughs> at the Just end of the day, what you
2: feel about how things are is relative to you. A couple <laughs> yeah. couple things going on here. It depends on what part of the country you're in. Yep. Vis-a-vis you your middle class, lower class, or upper class. Secondly, I also think that people who are millionaires, whether it's 1 million or 10 million, I think what they're seeing is the media diluge of, of, of these prices, inflation, and then also so there's still threat of a recession. You haven't heard a lot about it, but the last quarter, at least in the big law industry, looking at the last quarter, um, the third quarter, whether we're going to have some level of recession, because no one said we're not, they're just less likely to have But
0: it in your field, point. were you worried about that a year ago?
2: Yes, we were. Right, so we, it's not... We put I don't, budgets I, together. I push back
0: on the media narrative, right, because I think whatever industry-specific you were in... Everyone was wondering what's coming around the corner. It wasn't because of the media. It was looking at the the Fair enough,
2: but that unreadiness that you see in that polling is because of that concern about the future. And then lastly, let me tell you something. With millionaires, in my opinion, uh, more is always better. They're never comfortable because the more you make, many times the more you spend. So they have to spend less, and that makes them nervous, at least those who consider themselves well off.
1: I like how he says they – you know those millionaires <laughs> with that outfit. Don't even talk oh, about right it. Here. Listen, Scott, Scott's listen, a very successful just, man. We love know, So I take his yeah. words on great authority. Line, I'm right. saying I'm impressed. <laughs> listen, I, comparison is the thief of joy, and that's you know we tend to do that as humans, regardless of where we sit on the socioeconomic scale. What I'm concerned about is that with this economy and some of the issues that you brought up, shockingly, mm-hmm. um, you know it's not about what the millionaires are, are feeling. It's right. really about how is the single Mother or the the senior on a fixed income, feeling because. They can't afford to survive Bidenomics. They've lost $10,000 in purchasing power since Biden took office. And gas prices have been out, gone up 40% higher. And groceries are 20% higher. So at the end of the day, it's not a bunch of millionaires like you who are going to decide who ends up being president. Those numbers are
2: getting better, though. You've got to concede that as a point. Maybe
1: for you, because no, you're in Washington. I'm buying the
2: same gas. I'm buying the same I know, groceries. But
1: you're also, you're also benefiting from this Beltway bubble. And but I think I also, we have to realize. I don't realize, feel good
2: about the economy like look, everyone else. I, I live don't. In
1: California. I can tell you I'm not a Beltway person. I have lived here, but I'm nice and firmly rooted in California. And I can tell you people out there, no matter how many millions you make, feel like the government is constantly trying to take more from us, and this economy is not helping.
0: You look at gas prices, right? We just had that up on the screen going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mortgage rates. The average affordability for a house right now is at the lowest level since 2000. I mean, mortgage rates, you see that chart, 7.5% right now. Bank of America put out... that. Bank of America and the credit cards, they got more data than than anyone. Maybe save Amazon. Uh, The number of participants taking hardship distributions from their 401ks increased 36% year over year. In addition, the percent of participants borrowing from their workplace plan in Q2 also increased in Q1. Basically, folks going into their 401ks because they need help.
3: Yeah, and I think that those are numbers that, politically speaking, are concerning for President Biden and for Democrats. And that's a challenge. But I absolutely agree with Denise. It's not the millionaires that are concerned. It's the cost of mm-hmm. health care. It's the cost of food, the cost, the basic needs that people feel like they can't afford. And there's a lot more middle class voters in this country than there mm-hmm. are millionaire voters yeah. in this Sorry, country. Sorry, Scott. And so. <laughs> You're going to let her go after me like that right here. <laughs>
0: I, you can, I, I think you can You can handle, you can handle it. You right? wow. talked about this. That's we right. need
1: help over <laughs> here. <laughs>
0: All right, well, a programming note for tonight. News Nation senior national correspondent Brian Enton is guest hosting Elizabeth Vargas Reports. Tonight, he will be talking live with Congressman Tim Burchett from Tennessee, who wrote a letter to the intelligence community demanding information about a potential UAP crash retrieval program. Congressman Burchett also helped lead the historic UFO hearing. So what he has to say coming up with Brian when he fills in for Elizabeth in about eight minutes' time. And coming up here on The Hill... Before we go, the Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman has a new look. And it's drawing some comparisons to an iconic TV character. Not that look right there. It's a new one. We'll show it to you and other stories that caught our eye.
1: You've seen the controversy unfold surrounding New York Representative George Santos. The reality is, it's a witch hunt. Now the embattled congressman has his say. Live tomorrow on Dan Abrams Live.
9: For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Ma, is this how you feed a
6: hamster? Uh, I think so. Is my homework right? Hmm, I think so. Is uh, this milk still good? Uh, I think so.
8: When it comes to parenting, sometimes it's okay to think you know. But when it's something as important
6: as your child's car seat, don't just think. No. Double check if your child is in the right seat for their age and size. It'll help protect them in a car crash. Don't just think. No. By visiting NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
7: For many kids living in poverty, summer isn't fair. It can mean isolation, hunger, and falling behind. Help us make summer fair at savethechildren.org.
5: Everyone has a community, a neighborhood, school, kids' teams, where you worship, work, work out, or any other place or group where you choose to belong. Communities can provide support when you need it, and even when you don't know you do. Like when it comes to preventing underage drinking and other substance use, community members can be your eyes and ears when you're not with your kids, and alert you to signs of potential problems. Learn more at talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov.
4: You're listening to Elizabeth
2: Vargas Reports on NewsNation's audio stream. Available 24-7 on the NewsNation app or just say, Alexa, play NewsNation.
0: This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat.
2: Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit
5: stoptextstoprex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety
4: Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
7: My toddler got into my cleaning supplies. I might have taken too much medication.
8: Do I need to go to the hospital? When poison happens, Poison Help is here. We're the free 24 7 hotline that answers your poison questions. With expert advice from local professionals, available at no charge in over 100 languages, make the right call in a poison emergency. Call Poison Help 1 800 222 1222 or visit poisonhelp.hrsa.gov. If a baby is giggling
5: in the back seat, they're probably happy if a baby is crying in the back seat they're probably hungry but if a baby is sleeping in the back seat will you remember they're even there when you're distracted stressed or not usually the one who drives them the chances of forgetting them in the back seat are much higher it can happen to anyone parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly so get in the habit of checking the back seat when you leave the message from NHTSA and the ad council by a lifetime limited warranty. So call Walk-In Bath Club and get $1,000 off your walk-in bath and low monthly payments now. For a free quote, call 800-431-9296. That's 800-431-9296. All
0: right, so before we say goodbye, here's some stories that caught our eye. Let's start with uh, John Fetterman, picture. Senator, of course, from Pennsylvania. He he put the, the following tweet up. Uh, the, the image on the left is John <laughs> Fetterman. He basically said he lost a bet to one of his kids. He's got a few few kids, and uh, the the question has been, one of them is that is that Walter White? Is that who the, the <laughs> senator from Pennsylvania looks like? Oh gosh.
4: I tell you, that's a great show. Anyone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad, I, I I don't quite see that, but I don't listen, know. I mean Ted Cruz changes look, it worked for him, so go for it. Why not?
1: I mean, I'm not. I, I kind of missed the whole breaking. I'm still staring. I've I've seen him walk around Capitol Hill a lot, and it looks like he's really taken to the Beltway. Look, you know, he's cleaned up. Yeah. Looks good. I think I was gonna say he like
2: G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah, oh,
1: oh, <laughs> good call. That is. All right, good. Leanne Love and
0: I fun. were talking about this one during the break. Fire festival. Remember that 2016? <laughs> the big. Music show in the Caribbean and then everyone showed up and there was like no power, no food, no water, no nothing. And Billy McFarlane went to jail, went to prison for it. Well, Billy McFarlane is is back. He's out and he says, Leanne. There's going to be Fire Festival 2. Who in the world <laughs> would hand over money to go to this thing, knowing what happened last time?
3: Uh, maybe all the people who were young enough didn't know <laughs> what happened last time. time. But good luck to them, and good luck to him, I, I had, guess.
0: I had friends who got stuck at the first thing. It was, it was a nightmare. The documentary yeah. exactly. is incredible. All right. Uh, National Review has a bingo game tonight for the first presidential debate. Drink if... Ron DeSantis says at the end of the day, Vivek Ramaswamy claims journalists took his conspiracy theories out of comments, uh, out of context. DeSantis calls Ramaswamy fake Vivek or Vivek the fake.
1: I miss nuclear. <laughs> nu- nu- nuclear for George Bush. Yeah, what were some yeah. of the
0: other big ones? Oh, that was my nuclear. Favorite. Nu- nu- nuclear yeah. for George W. Bush. That's
1: I mean, that was enough to get us through the night.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I <Obviously, laughs> sure. just can't say Vivek the fake the now. Vivek the fake after now. The Big memo. <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: There's a drinking game for it right. if he does. We'll <laughs> be watching tonight. Uh, thank you all for joining she us here so on the Hill. Fun time as always. We'll be back tomorrow, five o'clock Eastern. Until then, Elizabeth Vargas report starts right now. Have
8: a good one.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: Breaking news tonight. One of the most infamous serial killers could have even more victims. Investigators digging on the Kansas property of BTK killer Dennis Rader and making him a prime suspect in at least two unsolved murders. The sheriff in charge of the investigation will join us live with what they found. Congress heating up the